Security clearance level 3 or above is required to access files. Security authorization accepted. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to the Battle Bridge Podcast, episode number 24, our debriefing of our unofficial or unsanctioned Northeast Regional Star Trek Attack Wing event. It's a big, long name for, and it was a big, <laughs> long, really fun event. It really was. Um, uh, we had nine people show up, and we'll get to who the crowd was. Um, but first, as always, we're going to answer a, a burning question submitted by myself, um, because we have yet to have a listener send us a question to ask. Um, but uh, with the faction packs having just recently come started coming out, uh, what theme would you all like to see an upcoming faction pack feature? Danish? Hi, my name is Danish, and uh, yeah, I'd like to see a Tholian faction pack. Um, I know that Tholians are part of the independent faction, and but I'd like to see a, a faction pack that focuses on the Tholians. I'd like to see uh, a couple of named uh, Tholian ships to enable... Uh, that to, to be something practicable with that have been recosted according to the new formula. Um, and the other thing I really would like to see is there are ad- other Tholian ships that are available from, I think, from the animated series or from, uh, from uh, other sort of semi-canonical sources. I'd love to see other Tholian vessels that are available there. Uh, maybe even a, a Tholian squadron would be a lot of fun interesting i mean they're not a fat uh, species i'm very familiar with having not really watched the series that they're involved in but uh that'd be cool uh i'm chris and i honestly would love to see a bio ship a species 90210 or whatever they are um, <laughs> a bio ship faction pack simply because we have a few of them i think they could use more options um yeah, I agree. Yeah, my my son Timothy actually on the Facebook uh, Star Trek Attack Wing community uh, is just about to post some ideas for what a species faction pack of cards might be, uh, including the fact that you know, of course, in in Voyager, they uh, uh, which is where I guess they they were only in Voyager, but um, some of the species uh, individuals had the shape-shifting ability to uh, mimic humans at Starfleet Academy. And so there are actually crew cards that you could make for species ships. Interesting. And our last host with us today... Hi, it's Pete. Um, so I thought about this, and then I didn't think about it, and then I got help. And I wanted to go with Kazon because I like the Kazon faction. I think they could benefit from the new from the new costing, and you know they're just such a great faction. Even though now they're folded into independent as well, but then I'm sitting here thinking, um, Husnock, <laughs> because there's all these ships out there floating around that have no crews on them. Well. We don't oh, know how yeah, he did. We go. don't know what he did. What the, the that Dowd did. He just said he killed all the all I all the Hushnock. One Hushnock. Right. He killed every Hushnock in the he galaxy. He could have done there that by blowing up all their ships. 
Well, I don't think they were just based on the ships. I mean, he could have blown up. Well, there was, you know, uh, they just Pocket Books just released a novel, actually, a Star Trek um, Titan novel that follows up on that episode. Uh, It's I'm I'm actually writing a a review of it for Trek. Oh, really? Right now, it's it's a decent episode, a a decent book. It it follows uh, Admiral Riker and uh, a task force headed by the starship Titan as they're sort of investigating what happened to the Husnock and trying to retrieve their technology. Cool. Oh, interesting. So anyway, if you're interested in the story, yeah, well, check it out. I, I did uh, listen to the other one, the, the one with, um, that is a discovery when, you know, uh, Spock tie-in. With yeah, Pike and Spock? Spock? Uh, yeah. That one I did listen to, and I enjoyed it very much. And then I have another one that I'm having my cue to listen to, but I've been listening to podcasts and, not books so much recently but podcasts are wonderful (laughs) and uh ryan's not with us tonight but i know his answer would be he wants a faction pack built solely around the delta flyer so it'd be the original delta flyer recosted that the remade delta flyer recosted a voyager recosted and i don't know uh kess just floating in space is the fourth one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be yeah, Kess on a little stand. Yeah, uh, maybe you know, I don't know. They uh, maybe a Dauntless because that showed up in Voyager. I don't know. And it's weird that two, three, uh, two of us here mentioned Voyager uh, fact species, uh, you know, ships, but I don't think either Pete or I really watched that show. So, yeah. Oh, I did. I did watch it. It just wasn't my, you know, favorite iteration of the show. But yeah, I'm I'm rewatching Deep Space Nine right now. Guess what? It's still my favorite. <laughs> I started rewatching it, and yeah, still my favorite. So, uh, Danish, could you refresh us on what this uh, unofficial piece scenario, or sorry, unofficial uh, regional scenario was? Absolutely. Uh, just like in the the actual officials, official um, uh, worlds and nationals, we use the obstacles scenario. So it's the same scenario that folks will face uh, at any level of sanctioned WizKids play. And, the, and we described the obstacle scenario in some detail in our last podcast, so I'm not going to go over that. But just briefly, um, each player has three has all six objective tokens that your starter kit comes with. And they get the chance in alternating uh, fashion to place three uh, each of those uh, those objective tokens, and they have different abilities. There's the the space station, which allows you to shoot uh, with an attack nearby. There's the the asteroids, which give extra defense if you're behind them. There's the there's the um, debris field, which allows which actually gives you increased damage if you pass through it. And there's the derelict ship, which removes an aux token if you're uh, if you're within range one. So that's basically the gist of it. Um, and then you set yeah, up it was interesting and, to see the different out. styles of placing because one of our guys, uh, one of the players, just kind of threw the token out there. It's like, yeah, that's where, I, that's where it goes. And other people are like measuring. They're the first person to place the tile out and they're measuring where it's going. So <laughs> just... Uh, you know, in every one of the games that I played, um, my opponent exactly mirrored my placements. 
so that we so we wound up with uh, identical sides, and so when the time came to choose which side you sat on, didn't really um, matter. It didn't really matter. Which is cool with me. I didn't want to move. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm the one person who's like, okay, I got to analyze which side I want to be on. <laughs> Everyone else is like, yeah, I'm already over here. Uh, Pete, can you tell us uh, who showed up? All right. Uh, so we had most of our regular folks. Um, so myself, I was there. Um, of course, Chris was there. Yeah, was Danish. Learning. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, Timothy, Joe, and Sam. Um, Robert was not in attendance this time around. And then we did have our three out-of-town guests. We had two from Ottawa, James and Alan, and then we had Scott from Long Island. Yeah, those guys were great. Like, I was I was no, I worried know, yeah. when I got there because I didn't realize some people weren't going to make it. And I thought somebody, one of our players who did show up wasn't going to be there. And then when we had three players from really who drove a long way to come uh, it was yeah. it was great mm. those guys I mean I guess gotta give a shout out to Scott Allen and uh, James they were ge- true gentlemen yeah. Um, yeah. it was a lot of fun to play against them they're good I mean that's one thing is they didn't drive all that way just to leave no. I mean, they, they were <laughs> they were they were there for a fight and and they fought really well but they were gentlemen about it too and and I really appreciated the chance to play against them and and to watch them play after i got wiped out and got to see and and this i I, james i don't know about scott so much but i know james listened to our podcast about the event and talked with alan about it and they came prepared for the fleets that we talked about yeah Um, and it's like you know what fair enough but man it that's you, they should have sent us their fleet so we could have done the same thing. <laughs> it's not fair. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're like, like oh, host yeah. your own podcast before you come mess yeah. with ours. But no, I, they, their fleets were great. Um, and I hope they can make it down to another event. Um, I, I, Alan did ask when, when we host events. So hopefully we'll see them again. And they did say that they will be specifically inviting us up to Ottawa at some point. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, got to get my passport. Yeah. Uh, I, I have one of the border crossing car uh, driver's licenses, so. Ah. Um, but anyway, um, speaking of fleets, yeah. So uh, I mean, my son Timothy, uh, who on Facebook is Coram Deo House, he posted the actual fleet lists on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, so thanks. Thank you so much for doing that, but. Yeah, we're not going to run through the fleets in detail, but here's generally what we ran. Uh, Timothy ran a defensive build based on the Sutherland and the Enterprise D. He had a Gorn Raider also that was using uh, disruptor bombardment. And uh, the, the main theme of Timothy's fleet was he was reducing incoming damage and basically being able to soak damage or, or, or negate damage. Um, that was his strategy. Joe uh, ran Dominion bugs and big ships. He actually ran a, a five ship fleet, which is a, a new thing for Joe. Uh, his key mechanic was uh, depending on the new synergy between the Dominion ships, um, and that was a, a, an effective very thing effective for him. Very effective for him in this. Yeah. Now, Alan. Oh, oh Alan, man. Alan ran uh, like yep. seven ships. He ran a a, a swarm of. Uh, four Burrells and three Gorn Raiders 
um, and his I mean, he had disruptor bombardment and torpedo fusillade on all of them. One, you know, one, one, one on each. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he had a special car that let him play multiple oh, okay, torpedo fusillades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, so he had disruptor bombardment on all of his Gorns. He had torpedo fusillade on one of his Burrells, and uh, and and everything else was also wicked. So I mean, it just it was. It was, a, it was a really rough fleet to play against. Uh, so, and, and of course, playing against he he built a swarm build, which I think swarming is going to be a tactic that you have to plan to face uh, in events coming up. So, yeah, I mean, certain OP events will make it difficult yeah. to use a swarm build. Like I think, oh, like uh, chronological chaos. A swarm isn't going to do anything for you. I mean, maybe one good thing you could say about that OP. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, but, in le- or uh, any either of the ones with Tholian webs in the mirror darkly or the Tholian web yeah. itself might be difficult swarm build ones. Well, yeah, because you keep running into all the webs. and uh... Yeah. Um, so, you know, those... Given the right situation, swarms are gonna be taken uh, in opposite in this scenario. The opposite scenario, swarm was a good way to go. Absolutely, James. Now, James brought uh, a Klingon Ferengi allied fleet. He had torpedo fusillade. He disrupted people's captain's ability and uh, and second of five. So he had sort of uh, a whole bunch of things going for his fleet. Uh, yeah, Pete, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So they really came ready for facing Colo, and yeah. they didn't. <laughs> it was like nobody played Colo in our event because, uh, but they had also not only listened to our talks, but um, to the State of Federation, where they do talk about Colo being really powerful, and he is. Um, but they didn't face him, but they were really ready, and it just so happened that because they were ready for that, they were ready for a whole bunch of things. So, now Pete, you flew a, sort of a, a combo fleet, right? I mean, you, you had Kazon, bioships, and Klingons. Um, sort of your own sort of mini federation. There. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I didn't really have a theme this time. I was a little out of my, you know, out of my comfort zone, throwing around so many different ships and. Throwing different people on different ships as well. But you brought, I mean, you brought torpedo fuselage. Oh, I did. Um, you always, I mean, with bioship, with your bioship, you're always bringing in biological technology, which mm-hmm. is a, a really great card. I, I really do like the uh, bi- the uh, bioships. I, I really do. Yeah. Um, I don't What's always play like? them. I, I don't always play them. I don't always, you know, they're a sometimes thing or just something to to throw in as a backbone of the fleet. So that was my heavy hitter for the for the game. Um, and then I had the two um, support ships. They seem to do pretty well for you. I mean, mm-hmm. you did run into some uh, stiff competition, I think, but uh, oh, it looked I did. like a good uh, fleet. Mm, uh, yeah. my, my first game... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, we're not up to that port yet. Shut up. All right, keep <laughs> going. Well, let's talk about Chris's fleet. Uh, Chris brought a combination Klingon and independent fleet uh, with multiple attacks and projected stasis field, uh, so you, you're hoping to uh, basically get in your shots early, right? Well, the intent was to stall off, stall out my opponent's first round of attacking by 
using protected stasis field on their two biggest attacking ships, and then use my ability to attack multiple times uh, with both um, torpedo fusillade and the Ferengi missiles that allow me that would allow me to attack twice. Um, I was getting bonuses because that's really a wimpy card with two attack dice, but I had it on the Vorn with Lursa, which means I could get up to five dice worth wow. of each of those attacks, um, depending on the range one or two. And um, that was my goal. I only played one game, and I utterly failed to execute that plan um, through a, a variety of, it was like a comedy of errors for myself. Uh, that James was very, very understanding and relaxed about. So, um, but you know, I it, it was really well thought out in my, I, I believe. But I just I wasn't able to execute. And when I bowed out, I wanted other people to play, especially those who traveled a long distance. Which so. which was very kind of you. Um, so Scott uh, Scott brought uh, Kazon Klingon combination fleet. And I'm looking for his fleet here. Here we go. Uh, he brought four ships, and, no, three ships. One of them was carrying, like, every upgrade under the sun, um, <laughs> uh, including torpedo fusillade, and uh, he had shield adaptation on one of his ships, which is a very uh, key thing. And he also brought a chemosite on uh, two of his ships, which uh, which I, don't, I didn't play Scott, so I mean, how, did he, how did that fare for him? Yeah, Pete, you're the only one that played him here, right? You played Scott. I uh, wait. You did not no. play Scott. So no. none of us played Scott. No. Okay, none so of us played Scott. Um, I thought he didn't, but I guess not. No, no. Um, I was Sam. Yeah, that was Sam. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. He did not. I mean, he placed um towards the back of the pack. So I guess Chemosite just wasn't enough. Because you, you, I mean, you're going up against uh, builds with high attack dice. Um, even I thought his key thing, because he talked about it a lot, was the 180 degree arc, uh, which is really great with the Kazon, but they're boats. So yeah, mm-hmm. and he brought the he brought the two. Uh, he called them the uh, deep fried bananas. The, yeah, the, the golden uh, Kazon uh, <laughs> ships. I brought a mixed bag fleet. Uh, it was uh, I had a, a federation and a and a uh, and I had a alpha hunter and I had uh, dominion fighters. And my goal there was just to hit hard um, and hit fast. Uh, I did bring metaphasic shields on the alpha hunter and improved deflector screens. The hope there was to, to make that a hard, much harder ship to to hit. And he had a torpedo fusillade um, on the enterprise A. I had a lot of defense and a lot of offense on it, and I thought my fighters would kind of uh, help me to stick around long enough to hit hit pretty hard. And it worked for me in my first game, but not in my other game. Um, and then Sam brought a, uh, a build that was the Dominion and uh, the Defiant. So he had uh, a couple Dominion ships and the Defiant, and uh, I'm looking for Sam's sheet here. Burr, burr, burr. I'm almost there. Okay, it's the next to last one. Uh, Timothy built this fleet for Sam. He had Fighter Squadron 6, the Defiant, and the Kornok. And um, he had a bunch of cards that would enable him to, uh, on the the Defiant, a lot of of cards to hit hard with. 
on the Kornak, he had a, a bunch of cards to help him um, sort of uh, avoid uh, damage. Um, and he, of course, Sam really likes the fighters, so um, that was his his bill. Cool, Chris. How do you th- how do you want, you want to walk us through how the event went? Sure. Uh, in round one, I played James, and this was like I said again. I made a mistake. I mixed up two of my ships, like which captain was on them were on them, and uh, James. They were the same um, type of ship, so James very kindly just understood that. I had the I, I we switched the things because it actually benefited him, my mistake. Um, uh, so he was able to use his second of five to get rid of my torpedo fusillade. I was only able to get off one projected stasis field, and it, but it really came down to his use of Julian Bashir in the last Bashir. round where I could yeah, ba- uh, mirror universe said no one universe, ever Julian Bashir I believe it is that made me attack his ship that I was attacking anyway, but it reduced my number of attack dice, so I couldn't... It was so... I was very unlikely to blow oh, up his wow. ship, and I didn't. And if I had, I would have taken the game, and he was able... He, It was a very slim margin of victory there. It was a great battle. We both forgot to use the derelict ship ability. Um, he used cloaked mines well against me. I don't they didn't turn the tide of battle. Like I don't think they destroyed anything, but they affected how I could, how I played. Um, and uh, he, James got the victory and it was well won. But and, uh, you cool. played Joe in the first round. How'd that go Danish? Yeah. So Joe, I mean, I knew that Joe was flying a fleet. He'd never flown before. And um, he had three bugs and two dominion battleships. And what I did was I, I, focused my fire on his bugs. Um, I knew that the bugs were getting a lot of um, synergy from the, the bigger ships and I just wanted them out of there and I knew that if I could get the bugs out <laughs> no pun intended if I, if I get the bugs out then I could uh, outmaneuver the, the the big battleships and so I drove hard at the bugs I blew them up in the first couple rounds and his battleships were pretty much helpless after that because I was able to get behind yep. them and and stay out of their firing arcs um, so I actually I actually beat Joe with a fleet kill which is interesting because I wound up being the only person who beat Joe and Joe wound up yeah. in second place um, yeah. but uh, but I think it was because um, I, I went head on two things one is it was it was Joe's first games so he was getting to know the fleet um, that he was playing and uh, the second thing was I went head on at the bugs and and saw the bugs as the the, the the key first step. I don't think anybody else did that. That that was a really good tactic, and I didn't even realize how how um, how the uh, the battleships flew. Otherwise, I probably would have done that myself. Uh, in the first round, Timothy played Scott, and Timothy won with a fleet kill. I was playing. I didn't get to see much of the uh, uh, anything of that game, um, though I assume Timothy avoided a lot of damage and dealt out a lot on his own. Uh, Sam played Alan, and I know that Alan could not... It wasn't a fleet kill, which surprises me because of the number of ships Alan had, but I guess he just couldn't... I think it was down to the fighters. He couldn't get rid of the fighters. So... um, Well, and and the other thing is that, um, you know, this this was Sam's second event, so he's still very new to the game. 
Um, it took Sam a, a long time to plan each move, and of course, uh, you know, Alan was running his seven-ship build, and so it took Alan a long yeah. time to execute each move as well. So I think they, I don't think they got many turns in. I think they only got three turns in. But I, I and I do know that like when we talked about that, James did say to Alan that this was Sam's second event. So I think Alan kind of took that in stride and was like not going like oh, not yeah. going for devastation. Well, I was at the table next to them, and I just was impressed by uh, how gracious Alan was and kind yeah. in, in helping Sam to think through his, his maneuvers. Yeah. I think, I think uh, it was a good learning experience for Sam, and I think Alan did a great job with yeah, it. Yeah, that's one of the things, like, there were plenty of things that, ha you know, we in my game with James, like, things got um, messed up a little bit, and he was really cool about it. I, I cause, and, you know, for me, he decided to change what he did. And I'm like, okay, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to fight you. There was no need in my mind to argue uh, whether he, like, because he said, oh, I'm going to do this uh, action, and he changed his mind. I'm like, well, I'm sure that there's some rule that once you announce your action, it's over and done with. I don't do that. I was like, chill, relaxed, we're here to have fun. Yes, we're trying to play... We're, we're, we're competitive, but I, I want people to enjoy the time. So, I was, I was talking to my wife uh, that night, and I, I, I mentioned to her that, you know, I mean, Tucker, Tucker Kobe, the, one of the greatest attack wing players, uh, most strategic guys out there right now, um, fantastic, fantastic player, great guy, uh, host of State of the Federation. Um, you know, Tucker's famous for saying, you know, if, if, if you're having fun, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's right? actually he, Joseph he, he that says that. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I mean, sorry. Tucker will say that on Joseph's behalf, and Joe will agree. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I, I apologize. I apologize. But you know, that's that's that, that's a, that's a, a real excellent competitive attitude, and I, I think that's a definitely a legitimate way of running uh, running things. But I, I said to Karina, my wife, that night, I said, you know, but Chris Chris would say he wants people to yeah. come back. You know, uh, he wants new people to come back and to learn the game and to have, have a good time. And Karina looked at me and she said. Well, of course, Chris is a teacher, and I was like, yeah. "You got it. That's right. I mean, that, that's that's who Chris is. Chris is a teacher, and and uh, you know, you that's just yeah. the way you run things. You run things yes. in a way that will teach and, and encourage." Uh, yeah, I like Good. it. <laughs> I assume that's why you keep coming back. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the first round, then yeah. uh, Pete got the buy. Yep right? my my hardest fight of the With night boredom. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Well, I kept calling you over to be an impartial judge oh, yeah, between yeah. me and Joe. Remember that? I, I got to play uh, a minor TO for, you know, a few uh, In the second round, uh, James played Alan, and I kind of watched that game because it was I wanted to see two people who I'd never seen play or played against, really have a chance much to play against, play each other. Um, and uh, James won that. He eked it out again on points. And this was a situation where the obstacles got in the way of the swarm and mm. Alan just wasn't able to bring to bear even I mean even though he was able to attack like all of James's ships with all of his bombardments his dice weren't favoring him or like you know oh two hits and three evades and, and stuff like that but uh, yeah James uh, got out got it on points. But that, that that's a problem. You can win on points, but at the end, win loss record is 
you know, the first thing and then points. And if you're not getting fleet kills, you're you're going down the ranks. So, in, in the second round, uh, Danish, you played your your son. That happens a lot. Like you, like, like yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, I, I had played Timothy, um, we'd played our builds against each other using Tabletop Simulator uh, a couple days before the event, and and honestly, on Tabletop Slip Simulator, uh, he slaughtered me, and and I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, I think this is, I think he killed me this easily because I didn't play my ships strategically enough, so I thought through my strategy better, and, and so I, I was in some ways relishing a chance to fight him again, and then, of course, I fought him again, and he, he, he slaughtered me again. But so I, I don't think it was my lack of tactical maneuvering. It, it just was, you know, he just he just killed me. So. Oh, you know, he had the dominant fleet that night. Um, honestly, I would have I would have loved yeah. to have played Timothy because with my two projected stasis fields, I think he would have just hit a wall. Um, uh, yeah, it it would have been harder for him to to deal with. Yeah. Then my build was very straightforward. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't doing any fancy, so. Yeah. And Pete, you played Joe? Yep. Um, and, you know, as I was saying earlier, uh, he had a, he had the, uh, it wasn't the box set for the uh, Dominion, was it? Or partial? No. Well, I'm sure some of the stuff yeah. was from it. But, um, yeah, so it was, right, it was the three bugs and then the two big battleships. Oh. And I, in the, I think in the first round that we actually engaged, like we were close enough, I was able to take out one of his big battleships. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling good. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, wait, there goes my ship, and then the other one, and then, oh, God. You know, I was just like, ooh. You you realized why the Dominion was so feared in Deep Space Nine. <laughs> Indeed. Fun. Yeah. I mean, so, well, I'll, I'll talk about this after we get through round three, but you know, he ran it well. Mm-hmm. Um, he did. And uh, while if when you go to the high competitive scenes, I don't think the Dominion's going to be uh, in the in the top uh, four. Uh, Joe did a great job with that, and um, at our regional event, he took second place. Uh, Sam played Scott again. I don't know how that went. On that one I didn't Scott. get a chance to observe. That was on another table. Yeah, yeah. Scott uh, won that with a fleet kill. Um, I'm sure that Sam had his maneuvering down a little bit better, so they had more time to get through. And plus, with so many less ships, probably like half the number on the board that time. Right. Uh, yeah, well, Scott was running on a three three ship build, yeah. and, and so was Sam. So it was pretty straightforward yeah. in terms of numbers. And then round three featured Timothy versus James at the uh, top table. Yeah, I was, boy, I was really eager to see how that went and uh, I, I didn't know how it was going to go and uh, it was amazing to see that Timothy pulled out the win there. Yeah, he had, uh, you know, in talking to James uh, Timothy had so much going on that James couldn't figure out some one thing to target with his disruption abilities that would have made much of a difference so he ran into the uh, the damage reduction and just couldn't couldn't get past it and uh, Timothy it took the day. Yeah, it was. Uh, Danish, you you ran up against a swarm of yeah, ships I went up against, against the seven the seven ships, four 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 Burrells and three Gorns, and uh, boy, that um, that disruptor bombardment really took the wind out of my sails. And um, 
so he was able to I, I, I spaced my ships up far apart to try to avoid disruptor bombardment killing me but I it still didn't matter uh, he was able to pull it out and uh, and just demolish me it was, it was very quick yeah I, I watched some of that and I, I kind of felt bad but the other option for that last round was to put him, uh, Alan versus Sam it's <laughs> just like because of just of who had played who the breakdown and I was just like I can't that would not be fun for Sam well, that's that's cool, I, and I I was I had a great yeah. time. So, uh, Pete, you did play Sam. And, and yes, I did. Um, and yeah, his uh, his fighters were the the last thorn for me too. Um, I I was not able to get a fleet kill on him, but he did acquit himself very well. Um, I, I on the table always when I see fighters like those are my first target because. Mm. Until I can get them down to like one little token, they're just too big a threat. Um, oh, I did. I did chip away at them the entire game. I just was not able to get a final solution on them. But uh, and uh, yeah. uh, Joe ended up playing Scott in, at the end, and I I caught a little bit of like because I went and took pictures, and this was pretty easy to to scope out what was happening. There were two lines. Uh, of ships, pretty much facing each other, like there, and it was just a joust along one side. And uh, Scott could not deal; like he he was used chemosite to move really, you know, back off and just avoid being attacked for a round. But he wasn't able to eliminate oncoming Joe's ships, so his ships just kind of went away. Well, Joe's—I mean, Joe's a big fan of um, coordinated yeah. maneuvering. He likes to have all of his ships uh, maneuvering together as a as a—I mean, technically a swarm. But um, and uh, and of course, that's how those bugs yeah. function best, right? They function yeah. best when they're in close proximity to other Dominion ships, and so uh, he was able to really make that work. For him. And um, so. Sometimes I feel like a football commentator. Well, what did you do? I, you know, the, I tell you, the Cowboys this week, they really, you know, they, they went out there and they scored a lot more points, and, uh, and I think that's what got them a win. Yeah, okay. So hopefully I, I've come up with the solution for actually recording some of the games is I bought a phone mount for a tripod, and I will be taking a video using a phone next time. Oh. Because... None of the other solutions were just like they would either take too much setup or the the recording technology would stop recording. You know what? A phone with an extension cord out to a outlet so it doesn't drain the battery in ten minutes. That's where I'm gonna go. Um, so uh, Timothy won first place uh, with three wins. Second place with two wins and one loss was Joe. Uh, third place with uh, two wins and a loss was Alan and um, that's as far as I know. I got uh, I know that I got I, uh, eighth out of nine <laughs> I, I now I'm sure that Timothy gave me points for the bye because I ended up in like ahead of you in the standings uh, so either and you had a fleet didn't you have a fleet kill somewhere so and I I, did, I yeah. never did so that, that's kind of like thank you Timothy for the points but I actually ended up last um, 
Uh, as long as the WizKids Information <laughs> Network hears about it, I, no, I <laughs> you can't because it's unsanctioned. I do not know what place I came in. <laughs> I, I don't. It's on Facebook. The the, the rankings are on Facebook. Oh, yeah, is it's it? on Facebook. Oh, okay. so um, I don't have it written down here. But uh, the prizes Timothy took a Ferengi faction pack. He uh, he did. No, he. He got a Romulan faction pack, but uh, Mike at the Den was very gracious and allowed him to swap that out for the similar similar priced Ferengi faction pack. Yes. So he came home with a Ferengi. Yeah, I know he's very he's, happy he's, about that. Oh, he's cackling like a madman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe took the new starter set. Which was great for Joe. Um, that's given Joe a lot of the low-cost cards, including the photon torpedoes, which he's really excited about. And... Alan took oh, was left with the original starter set. Now here's like the amazing thing: these two guys drove basically from the polar regions of Canada. <laughs> no, they drove from Ottawa. They stayed over in Albany. They started the day before and then drove the rest of the way down. And they had decided on the way that if they won, they were going to give the prize to the the. And they had known that one of our players was brand new, that they were going to give the prize to the new guy. So wow. they, you know, Alan gave uh, Sam the original starter set, which now gives Sam uh, three ships that he could actually run as a fleet of his own. Um, hmm. Dice, templates, dice, tokens. Templates. You know, that, and that and was amazing. Sam was, was Sam was over the moon, yeah. and he was really excited. And uh, and yeah, I mean, Alan. How great yeah. this, you know, both Alan and James, they came, they came with that in mind. That, that was amazing. Uh, James, Alan, Scott, you guys are welcome. Anytime you want to come bring your friends. Um, you know, we actually, uh, uh, Pete and I went out with James and Alan. We went to dinner afterwards and had a, a wonderful time chatting with the guys. Mm-hmm. They're great. They're, they're funny guys. Um, and, they made it home safely. We got I got a message. So um, again, they're welcome back. Bring their friends. Let's do a whole podcast about how great those guys are. <laughs> um, who 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 knew that Canadians would live up to their stereotype? Yeah. You know, just, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, <laughs> they they were very kind, very nice. Were guys. you uh, surprised to see uh, anything? Anybody? Uh, you know, the fleets. I guess I was surprised to see Joe playing not a single Cardassian ship. Wow. That was like one of the, I was like, "You're not playing Cardassians," because that's typically his fleet. I, I was. I mean, I, I I wasn't surprised to see a swarm, but I I, I was in awe of it when I saw it, and uh, that is that was really amazing. And that's gonna, you know, definitely gonna takes take swarms into account. Uh, that, that's much. part of my next question is what did we learn that will change how we're going to play in the future and swarms. Like, yeah, I had done a little bit of a swarmy thing at a different uh, event, but seven ships, uh, you know, four Brels and the, the new low cost, lower costed uh, Gorn Raider uh, with bombardment on it. I mean, that, that was dangerous. And, um, it's definitely something that we're going to have to take into account. So. Pete, anything from Absolutely. you on takeaways? Um, I, I well, I only uh, did. Um, no, I All think right. I'm good. 
I'm going to stop now before I, you know, talk myself so, into okay. a So, okay, uh, there are a couple of things to say. No, people who are going to other these other events are going to want to know certain types of things. Uh, Ferengi captains, like, we, um, they, they mentioned it for the West Coast one. Ferengi captains are amazing. Uh, I used uh, Berta and to uh, with the idea of lowering my opponent's uh, captain skills so that I could use Carr's ability to get a higher attack value and so I could attack beforehand. Um, there is um, a Dominion captain, and I can't remember his name, that lowers your opponent's captain skill by one, target you know, opponent's ship lowered by one. You can't use the text of, uh, the captain's captain's text or uh, skills abilities you know that's a, a big disruption that i saw um torpedo fuselot you're gonna see that that's gonna be a huge card um and swarms um so uh now uh, to our news runabout i'm gonna say it correctly for a change uh pete Hey, that's me. Um, all right. Our next event will be on May 19th. That will be a Saturday, as usual. It'll be at 2 p.m. We're back at the Dragon's Den in Wappinger's Falls, New York. And this scenario will be peak performance. We will be peak using the current yeah. uh, suggested tournament format, so it will be 130 points. Um, you know, 50 point per ship, three ship minimum. Um but yeah, uh, this was one that I one of the first events that I really participated in, and I I remember this one because I ran uh, Deep Space Nine uh, poorly, like it's like a very poor result. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, I might have well, I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm planning on running Tholians <laughs> poorly. So just let you know, that's my plan. All right, and our next item is uh, May 12th is the Mid-Atlantic Unsanctioned Regional Event, and that is occurring at the Family Game Store in Maryland. Uh, John Samar, a member of the Facebook Star Trek Attack Wing community, is organizing that event. Yeah, I hope to uh, be able to uh, meet up with him online and do a bit of an interview discussion about the events to help him advertise for it. Um, and discuss, you know, what rules they have going into it. Because we, I had one where I banned hidden explosives uh, from from the start. I think that, uh, and I don't know if they run faction pure or not. So I want that information available, and if we can meet up, we'll have a, a special little episode about that. Anything we can do, we gotta stick together. Yeah, um, always good to uh, promote others. Uh, Alright, well that brings us to the end of Star Trek Attack Wing Battle Bridge podcast number 24 and uh, we were debriefing the Northeast Unsanctioned Regional Organized Play event, so thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to brag just a little bit here at the end um, I, uh, I get the op- I'm going to have the opportunity next weekend to be in Ticonderoga, New York for the William Shatner weekend on the official Star Trek set tour William Shatner is coming to uh, Ticonderoga, where they have the identical, like uh, absolutely uh, perfect, pristine sets built uh, from the original series Enterprise, and it's going to be William Shatner's first time on uh, the rebuilt sets of the original series Enterprise, and uh, I'm going to have the chance to be there. 
uh, in my capacity as a reporter for trekmovie.com. So definitely check out trekmovie.com and follow along with my articles. I'm going to have a few articles up about that uh, as uh, after the event happens. That's really cool. I'm kind of jealous. You know, it sounds like more so if it was like a Deep Space Nine set and it was Cisco <laughs> and Henry Brooks and. Well, but, you, know, you know, what's interesting is, I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I would love to see that. That would be thrilling. Um, but the, you know, the uh, if you play Star Trek Online, they've been um, they've been advertising recently that they have done a complete rebuild of their Deep Space Nine uh, sets in in Star Trek Online, and it hasn't rolled out yet. But when they roll out their next big expansion, um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an exact replica inside of Deep Space Nine. Um, One of the things that's been interesting about Star Trek Online is that their Deep Space Nine interior is like the the current one. The the scale is way off. It it looks very different. Um, It looks, you know, it has similarities to Deep Space Nine, but it doesn't look, it doesn't look right. I've seen some, some uh, photos of what it looks like in the, in the rebuild and it's going to be pretty stunning. So if you want to see the sets of Deep Space Nine, Grab on to Star Trek Online. It's a free-to-play uh, online game. Cool. I'll look into it. So that's that's it for for us from Battlebridge. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tune in next time when we talk about our preparations for the Peak Performance OP. Until then, my name is Danish. Live long and prosper. I've already built like ten fleets. <laughs> How many fleets can you play? Oh, like I told you, I think I'm allowing people to run fourteen and a half fleets. All right, all right. It'll be, it'll be a long event. Simultaneously? Yes. <laughs> I'll be at every table. All right. Good night, everyone. Peace. Program complete.